Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Yeah, and then Prechi says this subject mainly applies to private label. Yes, because if you don't own the listing, it's very hard to edit it. Um, so yeah, we are talking about when you own your own listing and you're doing that. So what I do to America for the photos is I have my template for listing optimization, right? So let's go over my five questions so that you can um, pull those for me. And maybe, maybe you'll have suggestions of things that you add in that I'm missing, which I'm always open to. I'm always open to adding to this template. First is always why you need this product in your life. And that's always photo number two. So after your main photo, it's your unique selling point photo. It should be represented there, right? So that's bullet point number one, photo number two. Bullet point number two is what's included because what goes through the customer's mind is, okay, what's great about it? And then number two is, what is what do I get? What comes in the box, right? So number two, bullet point number two is always what's included. And we talk about like, hey, this is what you're getting and this is why it's awesome, right? And there's always a photo representing that. So that's like your dimensions photo, your, you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe your infographics, your zoom-ins. Bullet point number three and this is what most people put at bullet point number five, and I think it's a mistake. Um, bullet point number three is removing the risk. In all of your in all of your sales, if you ever take sales training and understanding the sales cycle, it's always the third step in the sales process after you introduce you know the product and you tell them all about it. You want to address their objections. You want to be like, if you don't love it, we completely stand behind it, and you can cancel right? Cancel anytime. It's fine, right? Like you look at all of your sales presentations. It's that way for a reason, you guys. So bullet point number three is always what's included or sorry, what your, um, your risk-free guarantee. So some, which you have to be careful about the word guarantee on Amazon now, because they're super weird about words lately, but, um, but you do want to tell them like, Hey, we're standing behind the quality of this product. And Oh, by the way, you're going to love it. And Oh, by the way, we care about our customers and we are going to absolutely, you know, take care of you. If you have, should you have any problems at all, remove the risk, never put 30 day. If you put 30 days, customer's mindset immediately goes to, Oh, well, 31 you- days, this thing's going to fail. Right. So have a photo to represent that too. Have a photo to represent how you care about customer service, how it's really high quality, right? Like have a quality photo because that's that's going to be amazing. And then bullet point number four and the next photo in the line is multiple uses. So this is where you're showing all the ways that it can be used. So maybe if it's just a, a kitchen container, maybe it also works to hold the coffee or it also works you know, in these different situations. Use it for your bathroom cotton balls, I don't know. But you get the idea, right? Multiple uses for it. And then if you're showing, what I love is a photo with like a quad photo that shows like, you know, kitchen, bathroom, you know, and people see that and they're like, oh, I didn't even think of, yes, I need that in my bathroom. That's amazing, right? And then bullet point number five and photo number six is um, is always, well, there's three different things you can do here because not every product is giftable. So I like to show the product as a gift or as seasonal, but, um, but I also like to write for gifting. So you get one chance in your listing to rank for those gifting keywords. And here you are at Christmas time trying to, 
you know, what is it? Is it the best Christmas gifts for mom from daughter? What is your product? You need to think about that from a gifting perspective. And all the copywriters I've ever seen that I've corrected listings on, all they don't know SEO for gifting. So what they do is they go, okay, this is the perfect gift for birthday, New Year's, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas. That's never going to rank for anything, nor is it going to do good on your PPC. So I always do the gifting research and I write the bullet to that gifting research so that when I'm running the PPC on that, and then I also have a photo that represents that. And then my last photo, since I don't have a bullet point for it, the last photo is always, um, we always have some lifestyle images, just show it in, in their life, really show them, you know, the size of it, how it would be used, help them imagine it in their life. But that's my five bullet points. And, um, and also how I design my photos and it makes it very easy. And the folks that I have taken my listing optimization class and have only changed their photos have gotten like their conversion rates went from like one guy went from five to 30% overnight. He was like, it just changed everything because now I'm speaking to them. And as they're going through the photos, it's the sales process in photos. So they're like, oh, that's what's included. Oh, they really care. They're gonna take care of me and it's really high quality, awesome. Oh, I didn't realize I could use it in my camper. That's great. Oh yeah, this would make a really good gift for my mom, right? So if it's not giftable, you could always show your authority in the space or do your brand story, right? So you could do something educational, right? Like lipstick. You might not show lipstick as a gift, but if you're selling lipstick, show them a cool lipstick technique. Like they're going to trust you more because they'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, I saw something like that trending on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to buy this one. Right. So utilize that fifth bullet point as either giftable authority or something along that line. So that's my template and it takes care of bullet points and photos. Yeah, it must be together. I agree. I actually don't. Um, I, I, I think like I, I see it all the time that people don't use enough text on their photos and like with text, if it's used correctly, that's 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 like bullets in photos so you put your copywriting techniques using text on photos overlays people don't like you know the good sellers they they know how to use this technique and and, and i see it all the time that many listings don't use text and for me using the text i push the important keywords and i also uh explain them why they need my product and the benefits i i try not to really put um you know any uh like uh features uh, on the text especially not the second and third maybe i will put features text on the fourth or fifth image because these are the most important pictures number two and three so i try to put the benefits try to understand why and what kind of problem this product is going to resolve why they are buying it and then just touching this point and then you got it they will become uh, uh you know the impulsive buyers I so love that. I completely agree. Like I always tell people, Hey, tell them in your photos, like show, but the cool thing about text, cause you know, if you put too much text in a photo, people won't read it and they'll just be like, what am I looking at? Right. But if you combine that text with like a little icon that represents the text. So for example, if it's magnetic, put the magnet icon and be like magnetic. So you can do this, right. Or yeah. if it's heated, you know, show the little heated icon. It's just the way like our brains work. If you put the little icon, then naturally they're like, oh, what's that? 
and then they want to like understand it. And so if you're going to use text, either use like zoom ins on each part of the product with like a little circle and then put like the text underneath it or use like an icon where they're like, oh, okay, wait, what, what does that mean? Oh, I see a washing machine. Oh, cool. It's washable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, I love that. We're, we're so like in sync on this stuff. So yeah, I think people sometimes through their photos, they will use, like you said, some elements, like uh, they sell magnets. They will put some, you know, two or three points under in like some white space area that they have in this image. But then the second image, they will have points without this magnet or they don't use logos with all their photos and these little things create the trust it doesn't really create any like it's more to create trust and they coming to your listing and saying oh this is like a big brand they they know what they're doing or or you know i trust them because it's 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 unconsciously of course but they see all these logos with your photos they see that you use the same patterns in the same way throughout all your photos creates the feeling and trust of they're dealing with brand rather than just random guy or Chinese sales. Yes. In our group, we focus on, in our mastermind group, we focus on designing your packaging for retail. Because if you can show retail packaging in your photos, people are going to automatically associate that with a trusted brand. And so we always talk about, and this is the problem that all these new sellers are running into now they're having to list their products and they'll get gated. Like I'm working with a lady right now. She just got gated after she listed her listing went live and we needed to improve her listing because it was not showing up in search. She had all the wrong keywords in there. Well, she went to edit her listing and she was gated and she had to submit pictures of her product in the packaging and the packaging requirements are that you have to have the brand name, the manufacturer name, the, um, the UPC, not the FN SKU, the UPC. Yes. Yes. For ungating. Yeah. Because FNSQ is Amazon's version of a label, but they need your UPC on it. Right. And then having, um, your, your, um, uh, your contact email and your location manufacturer's location and contact email. They asked me for that too on the packaging. So mm -hmm. what I did in order to trick them, don't try it, but <laughs> What I did is had my manufacturer produce like one box with my address there because on the mass production, I didn't put the address. So I had mm -hmm. him like paid him like $30 and he would print like something in a day or two with the address. And then I would send them and they, they approved me. And that's why I teach people from the get-go in our mastermind group. That's what we do. We, in, in my course, I teach you from the get-go, like this is what your packaging needs to look like. And this, these are the components that you need to include because then you're not limited to Amazon either, right? Amazon's going to improve you like this. You're going to create trust with the customers. A lot of people spend a lot of money on gift boxes because, you know, that's a thing. I don't know. Somebody's teaching that, but, um, but a lot of people spend a lot of money on gift boxes instead of making really legit retail looking packaging and retail ready packaging. And um, you're creating more trust with the buyer. If you have more of, of retail ready packaging and you're like just maximizing your brand. So I, I love, you know, I love that idea Tomer of including your branding. I love like including the logos in the photos and just really like, Hey, this is not just a generic thing. And that's the way that we can compete, right? Because we might not be able to compete with a factory that's directly listing their products and doesn't have um, experience 
selling direct to consumers. So they're making their prices way too low for margin. We might not be able to compete with their prices, but we can compete in brand and in trust. And um, I think that that is such an important part. So let's, before we get, I mean, we've been going for 48 wow. minutes. What about descriptions? So I, of course, use A plus content. I think you have to. It's so, so important to show show your brand is legit. The biggest mistake I see in A plus content is people will do such a good job in A plus content. They make their brand look so good. They call out their unique selling proposition, all that stuff. And in their main photos, in their seven photos or eight photos, they don't, they're, they're crap. And, but the customer looks through those seven photos first and then they scroll down. If, if, they decide then, then they'll scroll down and look at your EBC. So I always see problems with that. Whenever I'm doing listing reviews, I see problems with that. So speaking of listing reviews, if you guys want me to review your listing and tell you exactly what I would do to fix it, just go to amazingathome.com slash listing dash review, or just find it from the services menu. But anyway, I do tons of listing reviews for free and just tell you guys like, Hey, this is what I would fix. Um, but descriptions. So if you don't have a plus content, I do a call to action because remember description shows up first on mobile. So I do a call to action. You make sure you're HTML formatting it. You guys, come on, seller app has a free HTML formatter. Uh, there's Amazon product description.com or something like that. Like yeah, Google it, right? Even just a normal, just like write what you see, what you get editor on and you get like view source code. You copy that, you put it in the description. Oh, I haven't tried. Oh, see, you're so smart. I love that. So. <laughs> Definitely HTML format it like because it needs to look pretty and then it needs to be more than a blob of text, even if you're a brand new seller and you don't have a plus content yet. Um, if you're in my listing optimization masterclass this month or in the mastermind group this month, I teach you guys how to do your own a plus content. <laughs> it's so easy to do like it's not that hard. It's literally just some pictures with pixels. So um, you, you can do that very easily. But Tomer, tell us what you do for a plus content or for your description. What's your strategy? It's a topic that I tested a lot this year. Actually, I wanted to see that because as a buyer, to be honest, you know, maybe I'm different, but when I come and search for something on Amazon and, you know, uh, like all of us, I buy on Amazon every day, I think. Um, and, and I, when I search for something, I just look through the photos. Maybe I will, like you said, after I, maybe I still have doubt or questions, I will read the bullet, but normally through the picture, I just buy it. And I never really look at the, the A plus content. I don't really scroll down to be honest. Maybe it's because me and most of the buyers buy like a relatively cheap items like up to $30. So you don't really care because you know already that in case you have problem, you can return it. So there is no really risk here. So I don't really check the A plus content, but I wanted to verify what I think and, and, you know, test it out based on data, based on numbers. So I, you know, put a listing without a uh, plus content and with a plus content, I want to see how it's impacting the conversion rate. And I also tried a couple of versions. Um, I did the main image, you know, followed the, the, the good guidelines, like putting in the main, like a hero picture, showing your item, then putting some text, got, got really following, uh, I did a research on the best, not the best, but like good looking A plus content, just kind of mimic what they did. And to be honest, it didn't change a lot. It didn't change. Sometimes I got lower conversion rates. So I kind of put it on hold for now. Um, I, I, Converting listings, I will edit. I mean, for 
listings that uh, they're already selling. It's, I think that it could hurt a lot, but I didn't see a big difference in conversions. Like it's lifting the conversions in my, uh, the experience that I did. And I tested this on a couple of listings. Uh, so for me now, I don't really focus on A plus content that much, to be honest. So when you're doing a new listing, do you do you build the A plus content or you just do a text description? Start with text, yeah. I just think get that, it out there, right? Yeah, yeah, because Amazon, you could do many, many things in, in your business too. Um, my resources are limited. I have to focus on what is, the, I told you before this call, we discussed a little bit about a book called The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller. And, and you really expand there that you have to identify what is this one thing that you could do that will make your life easier or eliminate all the other tasks together. And, you know, for me, when I start my day, I have like my uh, list of tasks and I try really to move aside everything that really won't really change the bottom line. And based on the experience that I did, it doesn't really make a big difference. So yeah, maybe I will do it, but I leave it for a later stage. First, I uh, focus on getting good title. Images, of course, is the best or the most important thing. And then bullets, I upload the listing and then the PPC is the next priority, setting up the campaigns, um, and just uh, setting up. I also have a checklist for lunch, like what are the steps that I need to do? But yes, for a description, I have, I have a question for you because when you have A plus content, you also have your own keywords in the product description, uh, but they don't really show, but they, they are in the backend. So maybe you can use it as a strategy, just stuff keywords in product description and have A plus content. And yeah. You know, um, I didn't really try it or like uh, get deep in. So to piggyback off what you said, and we had a couple of questions. Mookie says, how about having a video in the listing? Yes, Mookie and video ads all day long. They're my best highest converting video um, ads. And they meant like the seventh picture, the video. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so doing videos, I love it. If you can do it, do it, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Christina says, 30 days, that's smart. Um, Anna says Jeopardy question. <laughs> I played Jeopardy uh, with my group and it's fun. They're, they're super smart. Okay. So you, the, what you did was split testing. I completely yep. agree. I completely agree. Cause the good news about me being a seller and a consultant is, and a copywriter is that I get to see the results of my work. I'm not just writing people's listings and then like never seeing that listing again. Like I'm working with these people and seeing the results of my work and like, and then we're setting up their PPC and their external traffic. Like we're seeing like the whole ball game kind of get put together and the results of it. And that's, that's really cool. So I do get to do a lot more split testing than just with my own brands. Um, and that's really super fun. Um, I agree with you that a plus content does not make a huge difference in conversions. If people are stressed out about it, I tell them the same thing. Like, just don't, just don't worry about like, worry about the things that you can focus on and that you can, that are going to move the needle. A plus content is not necessarily going to move the needle a whole lot. You know, if you, if you have to focus on anything, make sure that those seven photos at the top of your listing are fantastic and take, you know, the, the customer through that thought process through that sales process nail that stop the scroll that's what I call it I'm like hey guys number one rule they don't get to scroll down in your listing they don't get to see all those suggested other products by Amazon they stay right here and they add to cart that's the rule <laughs> that's what we want right we want everything up here near buy box land to look 
amazing. So yeah, I agree with you. I have tested this. We've tested it with leaving the old, because you still get the old description field, even if you have A plus content. So you can put the text there and it's fine. The text inside of A plus content that you write inside of the content also indexes. So that's helpful. And then there's some keyword fields, like in some of the images. Yeah. And I think that those work, but I don't know that they I think that they, it might be more for image searches from what I've tested and not necessarily for um, like image searches external to Amazon and not necessarily like for help in ranking your listings. Well, it's the alt tag, I think. You're right. I think. Yeah. In the alt tag in the HTML code. And so we, we focus on like if I have a client that comes to me and they already have A plus content, especially if we're not redesigning that A plus content. I focus on making sure that I'm fitting um, as many of my phrases, like my important keywords and phrases into then the title, those five bullet points and the backend search terms. Ooh, before we go, we have to talk about backend search terms because I know that, you know, okay. So first of all, subject matter and target audience, which used to index now got removed from all the listings because Amazon's having happy times lately and changing everything up. Huh? For some, for some listings, you still have the subject matter in the, you know. I know. And you know what else I discovered is in the more details tab, sometimes they just move it over. So I've found in the more details tab that sometimes there's subject matter and stuff. So make sure you guys check out the more details tab. And then the other thing for the more details tab, what I do, my little hack is I, um, I search for the product on Amazon and I look at the filters on the left-hand side and I add, or I'll use the product, um, the product classifier tool and I'll search for that product. And it gives you like all of the departments, like the categories and stuff. And I use those category words in my backend um, in my more details tab. And that really helps um, in indexing and in um, showing up under more like category filter searches. Um, so that's like my more details. And then for search terms for backend keywords, what I do is I look at my tool. I look at listing lightning by seller SEO. I look at their whatever I didn't use in the listing because it keeps track of what I used in the listing and it gives me suggestions. But if yeah. I have what I do is I'll reverse search my top competitors and then I will. So I'll pull all of their keywords and then I go into a duplicate word removal tool uh -huh. and I paste all the keywords in there and I just remove all the duplicates and then yeah. I put them in alphabetical order and I look at what I already used in the listing and then that means that whatever keywords they're ranking for are going to be at least in the back end of my listing if not in the front end so that's my that's how I do back end keywords what about you what do you do for back end keywords you know the more we talk the more and like we, we are very similar in the, the way we think I do the same thing. I just go to the torrents. I forgot the, the website name, torrent kite or something like that. You remove duplicates by order. So what I do, I analyze like 20 competitors, take all their organic rankings. I move aside the PPC that are ranked between one to 15 because those are the keywords that drive sales to their listing and just put them like remove duplicates and then remove. Uh, um, and then I just stay with like a list of keywords and then I put it in the search term. One thing that is neglected is some other attributes like color. Uh, if you sell knives, they will put you like select blade edge. Some fields will be free text and you can use this free text to get more rankings. So 
people don't really use it enough, but wherever you can fill keywords or any benefits or features of your product, just put it there. It's free. Why not? It's not going to hurt. Sometimes you see listing and they started to put it at first above the bullets. You see style, uh, size, you see all these metrics, which it's a big advantage because first of all, your listing looks different. When people open five listings and they see yours, it's like it's standing out, you know? Second, who knows like whether these keywords are ranked for or not. And you know, it's free. Now I also started to use the list in uh, Seller Central. They have this improved listing quality uh, tool where it's very easy to see what you're missing and improve mis listing quality. I don't know whether it's new or not, but I saw it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that, and you if know. you're having issues with your listing, you it's it's underneath reports, I think. It's like reports, it's listing quality. Improved listing quality. Yeah, and then you can download that. So, sorry, say it again. Where is it located? Inventory, improve listing quality. Yes. And so if you're having issues with any suppressed listings too, you can download that report, fix whatever's in the blue, I think it is, and then re-upload it and it'll fix it. Oh, Mookie says, uh, Mookie, and Mookie, what's up with you, man? I haven't heard from you in forever. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> A plus content. Mookie says product matrix allows cross selling your other products for free. Yes. I love some brands are doing that. That's so smart. I haven't played with that yet. Um, but I definitely, I want to do that. So thank you Mookie for reminding us. Um, yes, that's a one thing. Now, what about flat files? Do you use flat files? Yeah, sometimes I'm not a big fan of flat files, but yeah, you know, I, one trick that I use the flat file, sometimes a listing suppressed, or you can change something through uh, the seller central interface. Let's say the character's limit or something. One trick to do it is do it through a flat file and it will go through. So for example, let's say you have listing with a hundred characters limitation, but you want more. Maybe, I don't know if it's gray or black, but you know, they didn't like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just using your tools. So I'm trying to, I'm putting 150, let's say through the flat file, upload it and it goes through. So that's when I use flat files. But other than that, I use like, um, just use the Amazon Seller Central, uh, even like for variations, uh, because usually I don't have, you know, private label sellers, like we don't have a lot of listings. So yeah, you don't have like 800 listings to update yeah. or something. Some some of the bigger brands that come from retail do come in and, yeah. you know, they, they need a flat file. But yeah. I agree with you. I only really use it for, um, for updating so if i'm if i have a listing that's there already and i need to update the images or the bullet points or something i don't like dealing with amazon's like wait 15 minutes like if you use a flat file it's just gonna update and you're not gonna have to like especially if you want to update your title oh my god use a flat file <laughs> like all day long because you'll avoid the the issues with seller support going back and forth over nothing you know it's just it's not worth it so um, files. One more, one thing about it. It's not really related, but um, I suggest that you monitor the page where you upload the flat files. Why? Some. It was very weird. Uh, but a friend of mine, she she is very known in the Amazon space. I'm not gonna mention her name, but she had an issue of her listing going down just before uh, I think Q4. And what she saw is on the upload fact flat file section, you have the history, right? So she sees like uh, a lot of uploads, but it wasn't her. So she started to investigate and apparently 
probably we can't really um, like you know approve that oh i know what it was like, <laughs> sorry you know, go ahead chinese uh, employees that have access they basically uploaded flat file you know the the ip was a chinese ip uh that you know it, it it's the, the the amazon funny because amazon provided the ip details when i opened the case because mm-hmm. i had the same thing on my uh, uh listing as well in the canadian marketplace we see flat files uploads but it's not us so i'll tell them like i was freaking out who is doing it who is uploading that and that was causing my listing to be suppressed for like three weeks yes so, and that's so your competitors can actually they can list your product and they can because you can list any product on amazon unless your account why yeah. this is something new maybe you can do it from your own account and change listings but someone kind of got into my account and upload it so yeah. it must be as an someone have access to amazon you know it must be that well what you can do so i used to be a, a reseller right i used to do wholesale where i was selling other brands products and anyone can list a product in their account and and actually upload a flat file and it will still do it but i think if you have a vent i think if you have vendor access you might be able to upload to others accounts but it still shows up for the listing even if they do it from their account it still shows up in your account because it's a flat file for that asin so it still shows up it's but yeah that's exactly what can happen and so that's how a lot of people are taking down competitors listings is they're just putting like malicious stuff in the flat files that cause the listing to get flagged they put there yeah they put like regulated keywords like you know mm-hmm. it's insane yeah so you guys definitely fill out all those fields that Tomer is talking about like utilize those fields make sure that you're and then the the upload page that we're talking about is if you go to inventory add products via upload that's where you look at the upload page and you can see like and then there's like three tabs there one is like the the download your templates and then the other one is upload a file and the third one is like monitor upload status and so you want to go to that upload status page and look at the history and see what's been uploaded and and check it out because if you're having issues with hijackers or whatever uh, and this when when we say hijackers we don't mean somebody selling your white label product on your on your listing like Okay, guys, you know, you gotta, you gotta do better if you're having those problems. But in terms of like someone, honestly, like you have a legit private label product and somebody's getting you shut down, like that's, that's serious hijacking. Or I've had clients where they had their listing taken over all the images changed everything. And they're like, what the heck? And people are buying it and they're getting mad because it's not the same product. And they're like, I didn't, what, how did, how do I even get this back? So yeah, it's definitely Amazon has issues with that. Um, but in terms of you as a private label defending your listing and, and making sure that you understand what's going on, definitely should, even if you're not really good with flat files, you should at least be aware of them and how to use them and, and where they are so that you can monitor those things. Cause man, I'm very lucky. I, I consider myself very lucky that I've never had problems like that, but I, I don't, I don't think it's impossible at all. Look, you know, <laughs> don't bring it. I, I, you know, uh, no curses. They also didn't have issues, but I, I don't want to talk about it. Too, too I know it's terrible. Okay, let's end on a positive note. So we have given these folks. Um, ooh, Mookie says Amazon just released a new tool to upload pictures. Okay, cool. 
Um, and Shelly says, I had people download flat files in Chinese, ask Seller Central, but they did not have a clue. <laughs> and Christina says, flat files are my nemesis. <laughs> She's a copywriter too. So, um, okay. So let's end this thing on a positive note. Um, let's both give, if you could do, if you could give any like number one secret tip for your listing optimization that you use to really help you make more sales, something that you, you know, that you would either contribute as your top tip or something that, you know, no matter what um, is something kind of your, one of your go-to methods, what do you think it would be? Yeah, uh, I would say you mentioned this before, but packaging, uh, that's my secret, I feel. It's my secret to create first a premium look. Premium, that's why I also I never really compete on prices. I always, like in all the products I sell, I'm always the most expensive guy uh, because I create this premium feeling through the boxing. And second reason why I use the boxing is to stand out. So it's a big part of also the product research because if we go after products and we see that all the competitors on page number one use packaging, use boxes, I'm kind of know already that they know what they're doing and I'm kind of staying away from this niche. So for me, it's a way to stand out to my packaging and I write also keywords there. And it's not just packaging. You have to come with really amazing packaging. And what I like to do when I give specs to the guy or uh, whoever is going to design the package for me is I'm really handing him all the details, all the, all the, all what he needs. So even if he is not like top designer, because I did the research and explained it in a good enough way, I can get from them a lot, like more than what they will do. If I would just tell them, this is the product, this is what I need. You know, this is not really related, but just side note. Uh, and I go to 99 designs and I look through other people that ordered boxes and, and, you know, it gives you so much inspiration because usually 99 designs, it's people designing packages for retails or, or competitive niches that they really fight through the package uh, on, on your attention. So usually it's, it, they're doing a really good job with that. So you have to come up with a packaging that looks amazing. Recently, I see more and more people using it and you see Chinese sellers doing it too. But actually the way that design it, it's actually hurting because it, it looks cheap, you know? So if you make sure that it's look awesome, look amazing, like something that you will look at and say, oh, wow, it looks like premium. They really uh, took the time to uh, design something unique and it's standing out. And that's my top tip for, uh, you know, for, for listings. That's the most important thing in my opinion. I love that tip. It's so good. I I agree completely. Like we need to take it if we if we really want to build a brand and be taken seriously, we have to actually build a brand and be taken seriously. <laughs> so that is such a great tip. I love it. Um, my my favorite tip for folks is, guys, don't get lost in your software. Take the time once a week to look at your listing on the page next to your competitors look at what you look like look at how things are going like placement is so so important it's important to the customer look at your product on mobile search for it look at your product on a desktop search for it see what it looks like click inside of your listing and 
scroll down and see what you're being compared with. See what other customers are buying after viewing your item. That's so, so important. Um, it, Amazon doesn't do it in all categories, but in a lot of them, they do it. Um, so that is just after you launch, of course, your listing is your foundation. It's so, so, so important to everything else that you do. I have a client, he had a ton of, um, he, he had a lot of brand recognition outside of Amazon and brought his brand on Amazon. And he came to me and said, I'm going to fire my PPC team because they're just, I'm, I don't see my ads anywhere. I don't know what's going on. I'm not getting sales. And we took a look at his listings and they didn't have the right keywords in them. And I said, okay, don't fire your ads team yet. Let's take a look and let's optimize these listings. We optimized the listing because I looked at his, his campaigns and his campaigns were fine. His campaigns that had all the right keywords, but those keywords weren't very relevant in his listing because his listings were just kind of thrown together and not, you know, because he was a big brand. So he didn't necessarily need, you know, all of that. And so we took a look, we made his listing super relevant. I said, okay, let's visualize what page we want to be on. What page are we going to dominate? What page are we going after? And we made our listing super relevant for that. So immediately his ads were all over page one. We didn't change the ads. We changed the listing. PPC is driven based on the relevancy in your listing, you guys. It's the number one thing. So you have to set up a solid foundation. You have to do your best to understand search engine optimization and how it works because it's going to give you a competitive edge. And then not only that, once you get found, you need to make sure that people, that you're communicating why customers should buy your product and communicating those benefits instead of just features. That's how you get a leg up of your competitors, connect with those customers. And that is how you get found and you convert. And then after you get found and you're converting, you need to revisit your listing every once in a while. And we do this about once a week, once every other week. And we just search for our products. And we look at them in, in, in search. We search for them on Google too. We'll just do a search on Google for those keywords that we're ranking for on Amazon as well and see how we're showing up in search. You wouldn't believe how many times you'll find your products are listed on other websites and are, you know, like, and you're like, whoa, I don't sell there. How did my product end up there? Right. So just be aware, like be the customer for a minute and take a look at your listing. That's, that's my number one, my number one tip and, and follow up for you guys and keep improving. Keep, keep looking awesome. Tomer, you're amazing. Can you tell everybody? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, like set up Google alerts for your brand name. So you mm. will be surprised where your product or your brand is being mentioned outside. So Google alerts, for those that don't really know, you put a phrase and every time Google index that exact word, you have control, of course, if it's phrase or, or you know, uh, exact. And every time they crawl a website and they find this word, they will send you, you can set up the settings too. They can send you an alert immediately. That way, if someone, I don't know, wrote a blog post on their website and they mentioned your product or your name, you can get notified. And, you know, it will create awareness of where your website uh, and brand shows. So that's tip. That's Why tip. don't I do that? <laughs> that like, I'm yeah, taking I, that I, golden nut. I'm going to go do that right meow. Cause I mean, I have like the hashtag alert set up, but I don't have, I don't have Google alert. So I'm going to do that. That's like, why don't I do that? Duh. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you, I hope you guys got super value out of today. And Tomer, can you tell everybody like if they want to contact you where they should find you? <laughs> um, so 
you know, you, they can check my YouTube channel where I talk about Amazon, about everything. Uh, it's called Sourcing Monster, so they can look it up. Sourcing Monster, I love it. Okay, and this video will be found there as well as on the Amazing at Home channel. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Oh, and we're gonna put it on Seller Roundtable too. Extra, it's totally extra worthy. So we'll throw it on Seller Roundtable as well. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Thanks, Tomer, for hanging out with me. <laughs> Thank you. And like I said before, we could uh, continue like that for hours for sure. I know. Okay. So what are we going to talk about next time? We're going to do this again. We should do PPC. Do you want to do PPC? PPC. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about PPC. PPC is a great topic, but I feel it's a lot like it depends on, like you said, the, the listing, the photos. So there are no shortcuts. And I feel PPC, it's, it's simple. You just have to do the work and be on top of things. But yeah, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm passionate about. I, I used to do to manage like uh, a half million dollar a month budget previously, so I'm kind of like I love PPC. Uh, yeah, for sure. Maybe sure we can talk about it. stream optimizing because people talk about PPC setup all the time. Maybe we can talk about optimizing and streamlining because I think that is something that people don't always talk about. So maybe we could do something like that. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm going to end the live session, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.